Wow, the past few weeks have really just flown by. Um, at time of recording, we are at the tail end of World Encephalitis Day in the Western Hemisphere, and I gotta say, it's been a really nice day. There's been loads of activity on online support groups and social media, um, more than I actually realized there would be. And it's been so nice to hear a lot of stories and to see so many people's photos of going hashtag red for wed. I want to start this podcast with one particular thing I saw that just hit me a certain way. A friend shared her story and part of it said, I am where I am now, not because of the disease itself, but because of ignorance about autoimmune encephalitis. And that's perhaps one of the biggest tragedies about this illness, at least in my estimation. The first autoantibody, the anti-NMDA receptor antibody, was discovered by Joseph Dalmo, who has gone on to become one of the giants in this field, and he published a paper about this in 2007. And especially in the past five years or so, research has really ramped up big time. There are a variety of medications out there to address this illness now, none of which are actually FDA approved at this point, but that's another issue. And there are experts around the globe who know how to treat this condition reasonably well. They're not hiding. <laughs> These people understand that, for the most part, autoimmune encephalitis is highly treatable, and these people are giving people their lives back and putting them onto a good road to recovery. However, so many patients get stuck in a medical system that, as a whole, is hugely ignorant of autoimmune encephalitis. Okay, you might think that for a condition that's only been known about in the last decade or so, which really isn't that long, doctors could be excused. But the thing is, this field is somehow just rife with dismissal. Most of the 10 plus neurologists I've seen play into this power dynamic where they act like they know everything there is to know about encephalitis and simply will not listen to you no matter how tactful you may be with trying to have a voice and foster a two-way dialogue and conversation, they treat you with complete disregard. And the sentiment is repeated by so many other patients in support groups. Scores of us face a huge uphill battle just to receive treatments, let alone a diagnosis. Now, for that research I mentioned, it illustrates quite plainly that early and aggressive treatment is associated with better functional outcomes. So the groundwork in this field has been well established now, <laughs> but alas, this knowledge remains very slow to make it into clinical practice for us patients who are going through the experience right now, today. It is hugely painful knowing that it's not the limits of our collective human knowledge that is holding a significant amount of people back from recovery, but rather medical ignorance. And hence, a major reason why I felt the need to try and spread the word about encephalitis this February and record this podcast series for World Encephalitis Day. Now, to leave you with something a little more hopeful, I was blown away by the World Encephalitis Day conference on February 20th, which I talked about in episode 20 of this podcast as well as the other experts that the International Autoimmune Encephalitis Society brought together for a webinar series spread out through the month of February. It was so appreciated to hear Dr. Ian Flanagan, 
of the esteemed Mayo Clinic in Minnesota say that they appreciate the patients that they see because of the opportunity they get to learn from their cases and stories. I hope that in the future, more doctors will approach encephalitis patients with this sort of attitude instead of the dismissive one that tends to prevail today. Now, despite the ongoing struggle for the average patient day to day, I've been kicking around the space long enough to see that there have been strides made in the past five or so years, and that trend towards greater awareness and better outcomes is only going to continue. I just hope that with every bit of advocacy, every conversation, no matter how minor, about autoimmune encephalitis, that together we can accelerate this process so that the people who are inevitably going to come after us will have an easier time. And that brings me back to World Encephalitis Day. Today, February 22nd, 2021. It was such a pleasure to see the mark that the encephalitis community left on social media today. For the past six years of my journey, the medical system at large has left me with the impression that you don't matter. Your problems don't matter unless you have an unquestionable lab or imaging abnormality that tells us you need immediate help. <laughs> but today, in contrast, well, today is a testament to the fact that encephalitis patients do matter and that there are researchers and physicians around the globe who are only ramping up their efforts to fully characterize this illness and discover the best treatments. I saw so many people wearing red and even just creating some small chatter, and that all makes a difference, at least to me. <laughs> to see the faces and stories behind the heavy and friendly illness that encephalitis itself really is instilled me with so much hope for the future. So anyway, this wraps up my daily podcast series. I'm sure I'll return to podcasting again in the future. But in the meantime, you can catch more over at my blog, wherearemypillows.com, or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wherearemypillows. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in. It's been a real pleasure to receive your feedback and hear from you. And with that, happy World Encephalitis Day 2021.